Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another enriching episode of Healthy Mind Healthy Life. I'm your host Avik and today we have the incredible privilege of hosting a guest who is not only an accomplished attorney but a master of self discovery and the personal growth. So, it's an honor to introduce Amber, Amber Freeman, a woman of multiple talents, roles and remarkable achievements. So, welcome to the show Amber. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Great, great. So Amber, like before we start delving deep into our conversation today, I would love to mention this to all of our listeners that uh, Amber is a recovering perfectionist and a serial accomplisher. And she is also on a mission to help professionals design their best lives and summon the courage to live them. So her professional journey began in the realm of law as she graduated from the law school in Michigan and also embarked on her career uh, as an attorney eventually establishing herself as the owner and the attorney at Furman Law in Las Vegas also specializing in uh, criminal defense and immigration law however as her story unfolds we discover that her path was far from unconventional i mean conventional so throughout her educational and the professional life she carried a belief that there would be a defining moment when everything would fall into place and a kind of i'll be happy when moment kind of thing but like many of us that moment never arrived leading amber to a profound realization so her journey to becoming a success architect ignited in 2016 when she delved into the world of personal development since then she's been post uh, i mean uh, pushing the boundaries of her self imposed limitations daring to leave outside her comfort zone as she learned about the intricacies of the mind and the impact of limiting beliefs on our path to the success so her mission is very clear like to help people gain clarity about what they truly desire define what their best uh, life looks like and guide them out of their comfort zone towards the realization of their dreams so uh, amber believes that pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone physically can help challenge the mental limitations that often hinder our professional success 
so her personal experiences with law school academic and uh, the professional achievements and even conquering a 24 hour endurance obstacle course race uh, fuel her passion to help her clients overcome their self doubts and achieve their highest levels of success so we are truly excited today uh, to have amber on our show and we definitely can't wait to i mean wait her to share her remarkable journey and insights with all of us so welcome to the show amber again thank you so much again i'm glad to be here great so uh so amber like uh, your journey from being a successful attorney to a success architect is definitely fascinating so if you could share like uh, the moments uh, that led you to this transformation and uh, the shift in your career path yeah there definitely wasn't one moment um it was a journey for sure <clears throat> i think that hitting the peak of my legal career was where it kind of started mm-hmm. for me realizing that all of the work that i had put into becoming an attorney wasn't going to magically make everything else in my life okay and i know that it sounds so um apparent when i say it like that of course it's not going to make everything else okay but especially i don't know where your listeners are mainly based out of but especially in um the us we get so focused on professional achievements and um school and career that it's always like that next accomplishment that next hurdle is going to be the thing that that makes everything all fit together and is the glue that makes everything all come together the way that it's supposed to And it was the height of my professional career as an attorney that I realized that just wasn't the way that it worked. That wasn't what was going to happen. So as I started trying to pick up the pieces of the rest of my life that I had ignored while I was becoming an attorney, I started finding the mindset information, um, neuro-linguistics programming, the way that the brain works. I started realizing that this reality of tying our self-worth to our professional accomplishments was not um, as unique as it seemed to me at the time and realized that there were a ton of people that were going through these same problems that I had gone through and just didn't know where to start to fix them. And so over time, that's where I ended up moving my career to was helping people who have accomplished a level of success in their life and feel still so um, unaccomplished that they need that guidance to be able to find out what's missing and how they can start to feel complete in all areas of their life, not just their career. So you have mentioned uh, the concept of an I'll be happy when moment. So yeah, um, like... If, if you could also elaborate on this and explain how this mindset can be um, limiting in our pursuit of a fulfilling life. Yeah, I think that one of the most dangerous things that we can do as human beings is tie our happiness and success to some external event. And it happens all the time, right? In every area of our lives, you hear people say, if I could just lose 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds, then I 
would be able to go out and enjoy life more. If I could make another 40 or $50,000 a year, then I wouldn't struggle um, financially and I'd be able to enjoy life more. Um, if I get that promotion at work, then I'll start to have better opportunities and I'll be able to enjoy life more. So there's always this thing when we feel like there's something missing, we identify what we think is going to feel that void for us. And the reality is that it doesn't. So what happens is when we say, when X happens, then I'll feel better or I'll feel successful or I'll feel complete. One of two things happens. Either we reach it like I did and the world around us kind of crumbles because we realize that it didn't bring us everything we thought it was going to. And then we've got to decide how we're going to operate in the world now that our understanding of it has changed or we spend our entire life chasing it and we never take the time to really connect with the people around us and enjoy and celebrate our successes along the way. Both mm -hmm. of those things are incredibly dangerous when it comes to us wanting to um, make the biggest impact that we can in our lives because we're not focused on the people around us because we're focused on that event that we think is going to make us worthy of that connection of the people around us. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, your book, uh, book like break your uh, bullshit box. So addresses the excuses we rely on hold ourselves back. So, uh, if we can also provide some examples of the common excuses and the insights on how to break free from them. Yeah. So everybody's different. What's really interesting is I work with a lot of people that are CEOs, salespeople, attorneys, doctors, people that have reached a high level of success in their life. And then they say, um, I want to reach that next level. I want to hit that seven, that eight figure annual number. And um, I haven't been able to do it yet. Can you help me sell more? And I say, I absolutely can. Let's talk about why you're not there already. What was your first relationship with money like? What was your first relationship with sales like? And we'll start talking about their childhood and they'll say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to talk about that. I just want to increase my revenue. And I'm like, that's great. The problem is that the things that hold us back from having the business that we want are always tied to the things we don't want to talk about because our programming happened when we were a kid. So the excuses that pop up for people are different and unique based upon what their life experiences are. And I've heard them all along the way of my career. The common ones are, I'm not good at sales. I, um, I'm not good at communication. One of the biggest ones is, and this is because people misunderstand the term, I can't go network or cold call or reach out to people or sell because I'm an introvert. I can't, um, and really anything that comes after that, anything that comes after the word I can't is an excuse and a limiting belief that holds us back. And the way for us to break through those are to really start to identify when we decided that that was true. You know, if you think back to what we're like as kids, and if you think back to the kids that you know or have been around, they are fearless. 
fearless. You know, they go from these babies that don't know how to walk to being willing to try everything. They're curious. This I talk about this in my book, the idea of baby steps. People have twisted the word baby steps to mean be careful, be careful and take small steps. And in all reality, if you take a look at what a baby's like when they're learning to walk, they are anything but careful. They are exciting and fearless and willing to try things without knowing what the outcome is going to be. But we've shifted that throughout our adult brains to say, I've got to stay where I'm comfortable. I've got to be careful. I don't want to rock the boat too much. So in all reality, being willing and able to break through those comes down to identifying when we first decided that those things were true in the first place. Okay, understood. Understood. So uh, you emphasize pushing outside one's comfort zone, but both physically and mentally. So how has this approach uh, affected your own life and the lives of those you coach? Yeah. So I'm a big believer in pushing yourself out of your comfort zone physically because it's often the places that we can identify the tangible results the most. And when I that really ties back to my experiences in obstacle course racing. When I was at my rock bottom in 2016, I found obstacle course racing because it didn't remind me of the life that I had built at all. It was something that was so different and new to me. And I remember when I first started feeling like I was never going to be able to do the things that were out on the course. I was never going to be able to climb over the eight foot walls or run 12 miles or do any of those things. And as I trained and pushed myself, I was constantly finding new things that I could do each time I got on the course that I couldn't do before. And it was that benchmark for me. What I didn't expect to happen was that while I pushed myself out of my comfort zone physically, that I would start to realize the places I was holding myself back professionally and personally and emotionally. And my first business was born. Firm and law was created as a result of realizing that I had held myself back physically so much. And then I went and did these obstacle course races and I learned what I was capable of. Well, where else was I holding myself back? Could I open a business? Could I be successful at it? turns out that I can, and I can be successful at more than one business, and I can be successful at helping other people build businesses. If you think you are not good at something, the best way to challenge that is to go do it and show yourself that you're better at it than you think you are. If you think you can't network, start going to networking meetings. If you think you can't um, do sales calls, start having conversations with people. Whatever that worst case scenario is that's going on in your mind, I promise you reality is nowhere close to as badly as what we're making up in our head. And as soon as we start putting ourselves in those situations on a regular basis, we start to realize that the stories we've told ourselves about what we're capable of are complete, as I say in my book, complete bullshit. And so those excuses, we get to put those in the box that they belong in, which is where Break Your Bullshit Box came from. Got it. <laughs> Understood. So uh, many individuals may struggle with balancing their professional and the personal lives. So how do you guide your clients in achieving this balance and uh, aligning their life with the 
uh, with their aspirations? Yeah. So very, very, very first thing is I encourage them to take the word balance out of their vocabulary. Balance doesn't exist. It's not possible. And so what happens is um, if we think of what the word balance means, it means equal amounts on two sides of a spectrum. So you think of a scale and you have equal amounts on each side. And the reality is that's not the way life works. We are never going to have exactly 50% of our time dedicated to work and exactly 50% of our time dedicated to life. So when we try to get work-life balance, there's two things that are wrong with that concept. The first is that balance doesn't exist. Perfect 50-50 is never possible. The second is that there are so many different considerations that go into the bucket of life. And there are so many different considerations that go in the bucket of work. And so if all we're doing is taking those two big terms and we're trying to balance those, we will fail 100% of the time. So instead, I tell people that they should focus on having a harmonious life. There are days that I work 16 hour days. And then there are days that I don't work for a week because I go home and I visit my family. We became business owners so that we could control when we work and when we don't. So I encourage my clients not to focus on balance and instead to focus on boundaries, to focus on the intentionality behind where we're spending our time, to be honest with themselves about the areas of their life that they want improvement in and where they're falling short on that improvement, to be willing to take responsibility for the parts of our life that we've created and be willing to put in the work to create a different tomorrow than they have today. And all of that comes from honest conversations about about the effort that we've been putting into each area of our life so far and the effort we are willing to put into it in the future. It comes from being willing to stop avoiding the areas of our life we don't want to work on and be willing to play full out in all of the areas of our life and redefine what success means in all of them. So for those of your listeners that are saying, I just want work-life balance, that is the pot of gold at the end of a rainbow you're never going to find. Balance is not possible. And the first step to achieving happiness and fulfillment and enjoyment in life is to stop trying to make it balanced. Got it. <clears throat> Great. So uh, like, uh, what is the most profound lesson that you have learned on your journey from uh, perfectionism and uh <laughs> serial accomplishment to becoming a success architect and how did it influence your coaching philosophy yeah um the there's so many um probably the most profound though is that mm -hmm. there is that we really do have 100 responsibility for the things that we create in our life and that even the things that it's really important when I talk about this, that people separate fault and responsibility, because there are a lot of things that happen to us as humans that are not our fault. At the same time, we have the responsibility for learning where we may have contributed to those things that were not our fault and what lessons we can learn from them so that we can stop making the same mistakes in the future. And where we've been avoiding taking responsibility for certain things in our life. And the 
the first step to really combating the excuses that go on in our mind is to really acknowledge that we are the only one that can combat them. We are 100% responsible for our own happiness, for our own success. And as soon as we acknowledge that, two things happen. Number one, we start to see solutions that we can start taking action on. And number two, we stop waiting for somebody else to come into our life that is going to create happiness. Our business relationships, our personal relationships, our leadership skills, they all get better because we know that we can be complete and happy and successful in and of ourselves. And we don't need that other person to complete us. The biggest problem with most people when it comes to their personal and professional relationships is they expect somebody else to complete their life instead of complement it. And then when that person doesn't meet the expectations that they've set because those expectations are completely unreasonable, instead of saying, I set unreasonable expectations, they say they didn't meet the expectations. And then they start pushing people away and then they're alone and unhappy in their business and professional lives. When we take 100% responsibility for our success, happiness, fulfillment, then we can allow people into our life that complement our life instead of complete it. So, um, that's that's really great. So before we wrap up, like for the individuals who may feel stuck or unsure about their next steps in the life, what advice or the initial actions uh, do you suggest for designing a more fulfilling part? Yeah, the first thing I would suggest they do is really do an audit of their life right now, an honest audit of where their life is. And I have an amazing resource for anybody who wants it. They can head over to my website at successdevelopmentsolutions.com. And on that website, they can download um, a resource to audit your life. And this is going to allow you to define success in each area of your life. Be willing to figure out where it is that you are in achieving that success in each area of your life and help you start to set goals that will allow you to improve your success in each area of your life. So if you are interested in that at all, you can head over to successdevelopmentsolutions.com, download that free resource. There's also a link to get on my calendar if you want to have any additional conversations about um, the topic or the um, life will or anything related to that. I'm happy to help however I can. That's lovely. Great. So I, I would say what an enlightening conversation that was. So uh, I'd love, like to extend my heartfelt gratitude to Amber for sharing her incredible journey and the invaluable insights on designing a success, life of success and the fulfillment. So uh, Amber's transition from an accomplished attorney to a success architect is a testament to the transformative power of personal growth and the self-discovery. And uh, as we wrap up this episode of Healthy Mind and Healthy Life, we encourage all of you to take her lessons to the heart. So remember that success is not solely about achievements, but also about finding the genuine fulfillment, clarity, and the balance in the life. So if you have found this episode motivating and inspiring, please subscribe to our podcast and consider leaving a review. Your feedback fills our mission to help individuals foster a healthier mind and a more fulfilling life. 
So this is Avik signing off for now and until next episode, remember that you have the power to design your life for the success and you are not alone on this remarkable journey. So thank you so much.